2: Welcome back to the Bradfoe Show. It's October 9th. Oh, man. Oh, man. We've got Rob here. He's giggling his pants off. We've got Gordo rocking the Seas hat because just, no other team in Boston matters right now. And we've got Pat in the lower third. Additionally, Rob. Just talk. Talk normal. Going? Talk, talk normal? normal? This is yeah. how I talk.
3: <laughs> now it is. Yeah. Well, you got to...
2: I you taught me a great lesson one time uh, <laughs> where I came in low energy. I was I was basically Ted Cruz or not Ted Cruz Jeb Bush. Yeah. low energy. So sometimes you got to get the tea it's, up.
3: It's listen. You
2: what you did. I've
3: done. I did for years. I'm just trying to nip it in the bud right now.
2: I appreciate that.
3: Do the top the top forty. Uh, hello hey, hello hey, hello cats hello kids. kittens.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you <know>? Oh, but. <laughs> Get that tea up because we're talking about the bearded men of 2013. Uh, we're starting off. I, I've started this kind of the last two days with the morning cup of coffees, recapping, reminding people of what went on ten years ago. Because right now in the present, Boston sports has been better. I would like to say has never been better, but it's been better. Uh, so as of this morning, ten years ago today, we were probably celebrating a alds win over the tampa bay rays a three to one series a little bit easier than i think if i'm going based on memory here i i didn't think it was going to be that much of a matchup i was more so thinking about the tigers and what that rotation would be doing but i also wasn't at the point where in 2018 you had the perspective of well it's world series or bust the rays were still somewhat of a battle and i think after those first two games it Gave you a little bit of confidence but you still weren't sure what to make of this team at this point and that's where i want to bring in the guy that was that was writing about it rob bradford mm-hmm. the yeah, man with the legend hello perspective from that moment
3: from the from the Rays series so uh, i'm just looking it up now i know this is bad show prep but you know first off john you know let's remember it's what i love i love a good playoff run where you have the get on my back guy. Like for so obviously in 07 it was Beckett, right? And yep. and in 13, it was absolutely John Lester. That first game he dealt. Um it was that the that was also the series like Will Myers dropped the fly ball, right? That is.
2: That game one was where he yeah. dropped the fly ball, yeah. carried into game two. oh uh, and that it, was it ne- probably one of my most vivid memories that wasn't of any like successes or anything. It was just like something that just takes up space in my mind, where it's just the entire Fenway crowd chanting at Will Myers before he let another ball drop in front of them from Jacoby Ellsbury to open that game.
3: And by the way, like, first of all, you don't see that a crowd impacts or affects a player like it did with Will Myers. Will Myers is a super, super nice guy. I came to understand like after, but it was, like the, the crowd, the, the crowd gets a tip of the chapeau in that game. There's no question about it. I mean, they they absolutely had a huge, huge impact of that. But, you know, so, you know, you go up two zero uh with Lackey coming back. And Lackey was really, really good that playoff run, too. I mean, like really good. You had that 1-2 combination, and we'll get to the Detroit stuff later. But it's uh, – like that was that was pretty solid. And another guy in that series that arguably could have won the, gone on to win either the ALDS or ALCS MVP was a relief pitcher.
2: Do you remember? Ooh. Are you going to say Peavy? Or Peavy wasn't coming out of the pen. Not it would have Ko- been. Breslow? Breslow. No, because Ko- Koji Koji gave Breslo. up the walk-off in game Breslo
3: three. Breslow was right, he did. awesome. Like he was cool. awesome.
2: Three point two, eight one eight whip. Wow. It was short yeah. spurts and everything. That one point eight one ERA. So you look at in the whip. clinch
3: in the clinching game, P V starts and he's good. Like people think, ah, oh, well, P V was just okay. Well, five and two thirds, one run. Think about that now, guys. If if a pitcher like came out and threw five and two thirds in a postseason game and gave up a run, it, they'd be writing songs about him. Would like that's to do an that. elite. I can
4: tell
2: you that much. That,
4: that is an elite 2023 playoff pitching performance. If you're making it into the sixth inning and oh. allowing one run, that's basically a complete game.
3: Yeah, and and the Breslow, that game, hitting it in two thirds, four strikeouts, only one hit. So yeah, he was really decent.
1: really
4: good. Decent, well, decent I mean, stuff. But I don't
3: think I think that he was. I'm gonna look it up. But I mean, it wasn't only that game. It was he, he, yeah was, in
4: game two. Game two, he threw an inning and two thirds of hitless baseball on, en route to a seven four victory.
3: Yeah, see, I don't remember you, you in Coop you had asked about. Oh, I covered it. I remember the Detroit series. I mean, I can rattle off that series. That's the so.
2: thing that sticks out. That's like the that's like the ALCS in two thousand four for the twenty thirteen run. I feel like, like you, you had a feeling the you could are the get best there. Team? But that was the matchup of like, oh, they are really going to have to prove themselves here. I, I to this day, think the Tigers were the more difficult team than the Cardinals, despite how Oh, there's how no question.
3: Went. There's no question.
2: Whoever came out of that series was winning the World Series. Well, what do you guys,
3: I ask you, what do you guys remember? I mean, to start with the Tampa series, what do you remember? Do you remember it at all? Or is it, like for me, like a blur? Two
2: home runs from David Ortiz. I mean, that, well, that's, was, that was... That's what I remember. I remember the Rays series... Besides Myers, like I had said, but I remember the Rays series as David Ortiz really kicking off his "I am going to push everyone out of the way to get to this next ring." And it, I mean, we look at his numbers from that. What he went four for thirteen, so not exactly what it was. Oh, sorry, five for thirteen on that, and two home runs which he had in game two. So, I mean, you are already starting it off with. I mean, a run that is going to be unmatched: three eighty-five, five fifty-six, nine twenty-three,
4: slashing. Yeah, you gotta Orton. remember that second no. home run sent. What, what was it, Chris Archer or David? It sent someone into a blaze. He Ortiz pissed someone oh, off with a Ar- second home run. Be, he, Archer was it Archer?
2: Because Price saw. got he, game two. David Ortiz got his first home run off of him. Where he yeah, looked at Ortiz, it a always too long. had
3: beef with Archer. Uh, like that was yeah. Archer was like, had a problem with Ortiz's glacial home run, home run. Imagine,
2: imagine what Chris Archer would think now. I I don't, I don't think he would be able to last like
3: walking backwards, moonwalking around the bases.
2: Ronnie's got to pick it up before he's moonwalking around the bases. Uh, Um, But I mean, as far as, I mean, you're, you're close with Ortiz. While watching him, while covering him in that series, this early on, were you prepared for what you were about to see in the ALCS?
3: No, like, I mean, again, let's just skip to the ALCS because the ALDS was boring. Like, it is what it is.
2: Oh, we're going chronologically. We're we're milking this out. We're making the people uh, wait. They gotta uh, they gotta. Uh, well, we gotta I mean, tease you. Must be like,
3: okay, uh, yeah. So Ortiz was good in the ALDS. Like, my, my biggest takeaway was that the Lester was like Lester and lackey and PV just dominated you know and 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 then you had it what was happening was was it was evolving into you could, okay you could see how this could work where you have those pitchers you have the relievers you have Breslow you have tozawa you have um obviously Koji you have enough to, to to do some damage but I don't think there's any question that you know yeah, the Red Sox ended up going the World Series, but what was when you finished that Ray series? It was like, oh, you know, I know you have home field advantage, but still, think about who was on that starting staff for Detroit. Holy crap! I, does anyone want
2: to pull it up real quick? Oh, I know. The Verlander, uh, well, Por-
4: yeah. Porcello, yep, Scherzer. Oh, Porcello Scherzer. came out the, bull- came yep, out the Por- bullpen. Yeah, he gave up the walk-off. That's the most to salty. Yeah, no. Animal. So, yeah. yeah. So Animal me, Sanchez. Sister? Animal Sanchez practically no-hit the team in game one.
3: Well, so in game one, this is crazy. So they beat the Rays in the NL, uh, D, uh, whatever it was.
2: ALCS or ALDS? ALDS. ALDS. Yeah, ALCS. We got to come up with easier acronyms.
3: ALDS. Uh, so they beat the Rays. Now they go home. And it's Leicester. They got Leicester lined up. And Leicester pitches awesome. Six and a thirds, one run, six hits. But it is crazy what Detroit did. Annabelle Sanchez threw a no-hitter through six innings. Didn't allow a hit. Then they have Al Albuquerque, who could forget him. I love Al Albuquerque.
4: (laughs) I love that name.
3: (laughs) Jose Jose Veras, Drew Smiley, Joaquin Benoit to close things out. So – in those nine, the Red Sox lose that first game, and nine innings, they struck out seventeen times and only had one hit. <laughs> and, and and you had to come back, and you had to face uh, you had to face Scherzer in game two.
2: So I mean, they they had the even before heading into that series, I think everyone kind of realized the Goliaths that they were going to have to go up against. I mean, I I don't I really do not think anyone had a glimmer. I I won't say that they didn't have a glimmer of hope, but heading into that Ortiz at bat, I mean at that like I was just surprised that they had loaded the bases, period. Never mind just even were able to get anything strung along before that.
3: Well, okay, so let's let's talk about that, right? So you're coming off that game one again in the ALCS and where they just get totally shut down. Now you have to face Scherzer. And he's going up against Buckholz, which obviously, you know, Buckholz was, I think, if i remember right, he had missed some time. He wasn't at full strength. Um, and he goes out and until the sixth inning, yeah, the sixth inning, he's pretty good. The sixth inning, they go to the sixth inning and it's a one-nothing game. But Buckholz sort of implodes, they give up four runs. So now they're down 5-0, and I believe Scherzer also had a no-hitter at least through five. So you're down 5-0, you are down 5 nothing. you can not get a hit to save your life. So Scherzer's dealing. So he Scherzer ends up giving up one run over seven innings. And then, of course, that sets the scene for you're down 5-1, and Ortiz is up, and Joaquin Benoit is, is pitching to Ortiz. And I've always said this guys is that I felt like that was the most meaningful hit in Red Sox history, that grand slam. And the reason is, is bigger than Bill Merlin,
2: big, bigger than Bill Miller. Yeah. Because here's
3: the reason why, because he has to hit a grand slam. Like, like nothing else. Like, there's if you don't get a, a hit double, there, a double
2: does not bring life a back. A double does team. not
3: tie the game because they're going to get not... out
4: in the next hit. They weren't getting any hits, right? So, I
3: so you don't feel so good about you, it. You literally have to hit the only thing you can do to save yourself is to hit a grand slam. And he hits a grand slam. And by the way, a little known fact about that pitch, about that at bat, was that they actually had Joaquin Benoit's changeup. So they knew when he was tipping the pitches. So that's that was cool.
2: if I was it Pedroia that tipped off Ortiz because Ortiz had said he had, no, that's, he had they, seen so him they, once he had got uh, or Benoit had gotten the better of him, correct?
3: Yes, but this was he could say whatever he wants. So, but it was but the the reality was is that the advanced scouts for the Red Sox had figured out where but where Benoit set up. That was tipping whether it was a changeup or not, and so now I I have never confirmed, and I don't think he would probably confirm whether or not that factored in because some sometimes guys don't like that, right? They don't want to know, but but all I know is this for a fact that the Red Sox as a team had Benoit's changeup, which was by far his best pitch, and then of course you know do you guys remember? Who got the oh, game winning that. game 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 winning hit and who gave up the game winning hit? Ooh,
2: uh, it was Salty, right? Yeah, Salty yep.
3: had the walk off, off yeah. of Rick Porcello.
4: That's right. Yep, Rick oh, Porcello dude, came in and relief didn't turn, get it James out. Turn. But man, Not like that. that that game from a, I was in the crowd for that game, and i I've, I've been in some pretty insane Fenway crowds. Like I was at the wild card game against the Yankees. I was at. A World Series. I was at World Series Game Two in 2018 and World Series Game One in 2013. But with all those games, the singular moment that I saw Fenway Park just like lose complete control of itself was that Ortiz Grand Slam. Beer was in the air. People were throwing like popcorn and peanuts. Like it didn't matter. It was complete chaos. Like no one cared about anything. It was unbelievable. Like I, I gave like a 350 pound man to my left like the biggest bear hug of my life. Like. It just didn't matter.
2: So I feel like baseball references, I'm just kind of pouring over everything Ortiz did in like 2013 now. Like this was supposed to be just looking at the Tampa Bay Rays series. And now we're just, we're doing the full like baseball nerd thing, combing through baseball reference, looking at this series. Do you know how many hits David Ortiz collected in the ALCS?
4: Wasn't it like oh, two or something? Wasn't it like nothing?
2: It was two. He batted 091. <laughs> yeah. And just like one of those just happened to be one of the biggest hits in Red Sox history, which is insane.
4: And can I tell you Jackie Bradley in 18.
3: Another reason why like that that was such an important hit was because if they don't get that hit, they don't win the game. And if they don't win that game, even though it's only down to nothing, you're not winning. You're you're facing Verla into the next game in Detroit. You're down to nothing. And I, I just think that you you lost the series if you don't win that game, you you've lost the first two at home, with staring at Verlander, and and you know and then we go to you know you do go to Detroit, and Lackey pitches his ass off, you know six and two thirds shutout innings, goes head to head with Verlander, Verlander who only gives up the one run and can we remember what the one run came on Napoli home run, Napoli home run. In, into the bird's nest, into Deep the bushes. center field. I mean, that thing was, Launched. I mean, yeah. And we, no, not a lot of people hit it up into the, the trees or whatever, the shrubbery. That was crazy. But Verlander goes eight innings, gives up one run. And I'm going to tell you another thing that I remember about not only that game, but that series was Tozawa. So Tozawa, they would bring in. Every single time for one situation. Do you remember what it was?
4: Miggy and Prince, right?
3: Miggy Cabrera. Miggy Cabrera. Every was single it tr- was that? time. So and, and you know what? He threw the same pitch every single time. He threw fastballs on the outside corner because Cabrera's hip was all messed up. And he could not – I mean, we were – you know, where the press box was, it was sort of directly behind home plate. So we could see it. Like, here comes Suzawa Now he's throwing the fastball on the outside court, fastball, and he couldn't hit it. He couldn't hit it. By the time Megan Cabrera makes the final out, or one of the fi- – not, maybe not the final out, but the last time he got up in that series – I was remember I was sitting in the broadcast booth, and I could see right over. And Cabrera's front elbow was out like over the the opposite side of the plate because he knew that he was going to throw it there, but there there was nothing he could do about it. I and mean, I think he grounded out. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you talk about Breslow, you talk about what Tazawa did. It was yeah, that was that was an unbelievable series.
2: It's funny. And you want to talk
4: about one more thing there is the trade. We talked about Jake Peavy before. That trade sent Jose Iglesias to Detroit. And Iglesias makes that error in game six. I believe that loaded the bases, if I'm not mistaken, for Victorino. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. It's all connected and everything leads to everything.
3: He also made like one of the best plays I've ever seen a shortstop make. Like,
2: wasn't that early in the series, though? That was in Detroit. So that would have been Game One, or no? no, no, That would have been Game Three. It it probably was
3: Game Three, but uh, yeah. So it's you know you remember I mean Detroit comes back and they win. uh, Let's see, they they win Game Four, right? They won Game Four. So yeah, yeah, PB wasn't good.
0: PB three three. innings gives
3: up seven runs. Doug Fister,
4: a a future Red Sox. Oh yeah, yeah, Doug Doug Fister ley Fister know. he was really good in Detroit, like he don't remember Red Sox Fister well, Detroit Fister was that a guy. was
3: remember that was Dombrowski like another good trade deadline pickup, yeah they, everyone devalued Doug Fister and he valued him, he got him, and that was probably the best trade bet deadline pickup there was that year
2: I'm trying to look where where did he come from? Was it oh, Seattle, Seattle at
3: the time? Yeah, I think Seattle.
2: Yeah.
4: So, then so they Nationals come back. was after Detroit.
3: They're tied. And this is where, again, this is like where you need to get on my back guy. Lester comes out. Pitches five and a third inning. Gives up two runs. He goes up against Sanchez. And the bullpen, you know, Tezawa, Breslow shuts it down once again. And then Koji just unbelievable. Koji closes it out. Gets, gets five outs. No hits, no base runners in that game. So I mean that was think about that. I mean, to get through Detroit, that was crazy.
2: And that's also like from not, Koji nothing ERA against was still... I was gonna say, like Koji, I don't really think performed like that ever again. Correct? No, he did. Did he have maybe, maybe he not with the like, Cubs,
4: wasn't he? He had a
3: good hit run with the Cubs, didn't he?
4: He was still uh... good. Nah, I mean, the next year, I think he was still good. He was the still Red good, Sox but he right. wasn't like the uh, perfect, like, what was it? What was the that year? Was it like 1-2 or something? Oh, it it was, was ridiculous. He, he, he we, we would
3: do this all the time. In we 109, match,
4: 2013
3: We would match up, <laughs> we would match up his run with like Mariano's best runs and it would be right there. It was like, it was, yeah, oh, it was I, unbelievable. Okay, here's a fun game. Tell Give me, me a fun game. Give me the give me before Koji got a chance to close, give me the people who were closers before him on that team. Oh god. Bailey. Uh, yeah, Bailey's one.
4: Joel Hanrahan. Yeah. Oh, Gordo's about to cook.
3: I don't I don't work, I'm trying to workman think of the third. Wasn't,
4: wasn't workman. work, man? They didn't give Tazawa a chance, did they? They did. He was terrible. They did.
3: He didn't want to do it.
4: Tazawa? He didn't he flat, want it. He flat yeah.
3: out said, "I don't want to pitch." Thing.
4: Oh, <laughs> but he had the greatest go, walk-in back, song
3: though. If you go back to the if you go back to opening day in 2013, Koji pitches. I think in like the fifth inning or the sixth inning, he pitches before Andrew Miller pitched.
4: Andrew Miller, what a name. Andrew Miller, like a guy you forget was a part of that team. Did he get hurt in the middle of the season? Or am I just misremembering that? Because I bear, like I know he was a part of the team, but I don't remember he was any just Andrew Miller off moments the roster, at all. Wasn't he? Pretty sure he was left off, yeah. Was he just not good enough to make the playoff roster?
3: Yeah. Felix Dubront yeah. was on that was he yeah. Um let's see. Mookie obviously I hit? think it was the next year, right? Who was? Mookie. Mujica? he was the oh. next year, right? Oh, Edward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Oh God, that he was not on that. No, team. I
2: think he was the yeah. next year. That's a name I haven't thought about in years. Uh, uh, but well, uh, well,
0: well, well, on work, that, workman,
3: workman, Dempster, Franklin Morales.
4: Yeah. Oh, so. oh, Xander forgot Franklin Morales. He did. You guys see that Xander did that? Uh, what with those kids who do the uh on the field things for TikTok? Yeah. And uh, they asked Xander. If he could name every single player on the 2013 Red Sox World Series roster, and he was able to name every single one of them except one, and it was Franklin Morales, and he's like, "Oh, that's my boy! I can't believe I forgot that." Franklin Morales.
2: That's impressive that he was able to name like just some of those because that's yeah, no kidding. I, I don't know. If, I was impressed. I don't know if you guys ever. Me and Pat used to play the name game uh, for the 0-4 team. The 2013 oh, team is going to yeah.
4: turn into that real soon.
2: I feel like. Pinch runner, Quinton
4: Berry. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I love those guys. The best uh, was Raja, even though we didn't win a World Series.
2: But that's going to that's gonna cap off the 2013 look back for now. We're, oh, it is?
4: Doing, oh, it?
2: We're, we're teasing the people here. We're not going
4: to give uh, them everything right. at once.
2: Boston Hold on. Sports kind have, of, have,
4: okay. Before, before we cut it off, Rob, you do you done? know why Dustin Pedroia was at the Celtics game tonight? He was at the Thank Celtics you. preseason game sitting courtside. Do you know why he was there?
3: Let me read this text that was set at 749. PM? PM. Thank you. Yeah.
4: Eastern standard.
3: It's right after when somebody said on Twitter, that's Droy is at the Celtics game. Actually, I kind of wish I was at the Celtics game. Everyone in Boston, everybody in Boston wanted to be at the Celtics game tonight. Who are they playing? Was it Orlando? Uh, who, who no, it's Philly. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really make a difference. It was better than what it can you imagine? Did anyone you get
2: new Year's to go to the Patriots game? Oh, thank God. No. I <laughs> listened on the radio for a quarter.
3: I left Massachusetts at halftime. I was not sticking around to watch the end of that one. You you <laughs> you, you disavowed, you disavowed your football
4: team. Yeah. I can't even be in the same state I'm, as this team. I'm, I'm driving I'm
3: driving plan. to Pittsburgh. I am actually like like now officially their fan. Um so let's right. hear about this it's text. It's 749. I text. This is my wily way of uh of figuring it out. I said, "You better help them pick the right
2: GM." <laughs> that's a good way that's a good start way to ease your way in yeah he says, a foot in the door he says ha 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 okay that's what seven has. it's a lot of haas wait, wait can uh, we count them out real quick i
3: said i said i assume that is why you are in boston too bad i didn't know i'm playing at tpc boston tomorrow which i am
2: you are um, yeah my, my oh media day heck yeah Ooh. he says you gotta tell us what you shoot you gotta be upfront about
3: uh, it I played the, this is how about this for a foursome me Merlone, Emerson Lotzia and Jemai Webster oh
2: my God. oh that's the gonna big, be fun the, the big four that will the, be spun. The, big,
3: the big four this <laughs> is
2: the, it's the it's Mount Rushmore of uh, Boston broadcasting right there
3: he says oh shit thanks for the invite <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Want to play?" He said, "Ha ha! No, I'm good."
2: The I Red do Sox have... gave him a bunch of clubs. He can come play. I
3: said, "I do have my here's now. Here's the only clue that you have. I do have my sticks. I'm coming from Payne's Valley. Is that a place? Does he mean Pine Valley?
2: Oh, Pine Hills." I said, "Paynes Valley." How are you spelling nothing.
3: Like Nothing. P a Y N E S. P-Y-8. I want to say it's probably like Pines Valley or something.
2: There's Pines Hill in Plymouth. Oh, well, like there's a just... Paines Valley Pines golf Valley. Yeah, Paines Valley, so... Valley golf course. Yeah. Pines Valley golf course,
4: Branson MO. Branson, Missouri. Designed
2: what? by Tiger Woods. That's kind of. that's oh, it's, pretty... in oh. uh, yeah. it's in Missouri. It's in Missouri. MO is Missouri, in, right? County yeah, Missouri. Missouri. If you oh, want to know the zip code, it's his... 65672.
3: He did... So he's, he's working his way across the country. By by golf courses, but he does he does have his golf clubs here.
2: Retirement as a major league baseball player's got to rock. I I'm gonna come out and say it. You know, nail if, me if to the cross if, if I'm you, wrong. If, but if you
3: don't golf, though, it probably sucks.
2: Did he ever cash in on the Scotland trip that the Red Sox got him for retirement? Do we know?
3: I don't know. But he didn't. We need a report like on that trip. He didn't start golfing until like he retired, though. But yeah,
2: Either, I feel like if, that's a typical.
3: If you don't golf, you're kind of screwed.
2: Oh, I, yeah, no, that's me. I don't know how to network at all. Terrible with people.
3: Pat, is that true? You've known him for a long time.
2: Coop? Yeah.
4: Yeah, I've said for like, however long I've known Coop, probably going on like 10 years or so. He's like a 60-year-old man in a 25 year old body.
2: I went to bed at 845 on Friday.
4: You wear cardigans and you bake sourdough.
2: I woke up at 530 (laughs) on a Saturday. No, and it was delightful. No. It rained all day, and I cardigans
4: and sourdough. The <laughs> coop anthem. Like, I'll pull
1: up my starter. Listen,
4: do you have that? On,
3: do you have that on your like Tinder account? Like, where I wear cardigans and bake oh, we're sourdough. off the tins.
2: We're off the tins.
3: Oh, you are. Well, if yeah. you when you were on it, put your Uber rating and that you wear cardigans and bake sourdough.
2: No, that's how. It was, that's that's how it was sold it, to the to the newest winner. It at really? least better be your yeah. IG bio. I have bios. me making pizza dough on my IG. That's it's a given. It's okay. Given. That's, that's good. just that's the state of my reality. That's a good first
4: step. But on the
2: rise is still the Red Sox. I'm going to continue to do these morning coops of coffee. If you want to tune in, go for it. It's whatever. It's a way of uh, you know keeping you locked in while the Red Sox are trying to make up their minds about a GM. We'll be here when that news breaks. We can't wait to hear it. We can't wait to break it with you. We can't wait to discuss it. There'll be a whole lot more going on. So we will catch you later. Be sure to subscribe, like, follow. Rob, what other actions can we do on social media? What else is... Review. Um, I don't know. Write a letter. Write a strongly worded letter to Odyssey. Let them know how much you like The Bradfoe Show. And, um, you know, just tune in the next time, at the very least. We'll talk to you.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.